good morning. Good morning. This is, here's what's spinning, I guess, 42. As of this recording, we haven't released our top 25 releases of the year so far list. Okay. So I think we'll release it on Monday. Okay. So I guess, yeah, that'll be 43 in the end. Yeah. So this is 42. Okay. We figured it out. (laughs) We're good at math and counting. We are mathematicians. Uh, So today will be a little bit different and a little bit shorter because we don't have a guest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Our last couple episodes have almost hit two hours. So we'll try and keep this short and sweet for you. Um, I don't really have any like music news per se. Um, going back to our last episode though, about the, uh, the Kate Bush song running up the hill that just exploded because of stranger things. Uh, have you watched the final episode? Yes, I have. Okay. Gosh, I mean, we could just spend an hour talking about that. I think. (laughs) Well, it's a Um, two and a half hour episode. So yeah, there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking to Kate Bush, uh, master of puppets is now in like the top 50, (laughs) (laughs) like on the charts again yeah and all the way back from 1986 so i can't i can't believe how much sway the that netflix has in culture like literally uh, the events that are happening in the top the top of the charts right now it's like we're living in the 80s again (laughs) it's crazy yeah yeah um it's kind of cool though yeah like it just goes to show you just how many people are listening or watching that show Totally. Well, it's it's pretty interesting because, like, generally you'd think that a, a show cast of like preteens would be kind of annoying, and it is like almost yeah. juvenile, but it's so good that like I just can't like I don't know how they did it, but the Duffer Brothers are doing something right with that show. Yeah, I do have one complaint with the show that oh, yeah. Chelsea does not agree with me on. What's that? I think they need to they need to kill off more main characters. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. They because they keep like almost killing them and then keeping them alive. Yeah, and it's it's like if you think of what Game of Thrones did, right? Is they made you fall in love with a character and then they killed them off, and then like you were just so upset that you had to keep watching to see what happened next, right? Exactly. And the Stranger and Stranger Things isn't doing that, which is an interesting. I actually thought for sure that Max was dead. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they do it often where like um I guess we should put a spoiler. I was, I was just gonna say that. I was like, ah shit, I just said something that's a major spoiler. Yeah. Um, because I was about to say another, I don't know how major it is, but like well, spoilers for those of you listening. Um yeah, sorry, up till now. Yeah, they bring <laughs> out like like in, in the last season, they brought out like Max's brother. And then he's like there for a season and then he dies. And then this season they bring out someone like Eddie and then he's there for a season and then he dies. Right. But like that core, I feel like one of them needs to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting. Show progression. Progression. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, like season five is going to be 
the last season, as I understand. It's going to be released. Well, I've yeah. seen that it's going to be released next year, but maybe it's going to be the year after. It might be 2024. But I saw uh, a poster for that said summer 2024. Oh, okay. So it could be exactly like two years from now, which is dumb. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, I uh, I was laughing because I saw a post that said it was released 2024, but the poster below it said 2023. So that's why I, I don't actually know. Mm. So, I mean... Um, anyways, uh, they're kind of doing it almost like, um, I don't have a good example, but I want to say like the breakfast club, like, you know, like one of those old, uh, um, novel series where like all the main characters go through the whole thing and they, they end up winning in the end. And the, like I say, the breakfast club is probably a bad, bad example, but it feels like it's going to be, since they haven't killed any main characters yet, I'm going to suspect that there's no main characters that die by the end of season five like they're gonna beat Hmm. whatever needs to whatever needs to happen in season five to resolve the story and then there's gonna be like a half hour of feel good like the main characters are all alive and they beat beat the uh uh, went against the odds and and beat the antagonist and that's just how it is that's that's how i predict season five is gonna go that's a hot take right yeah (laughs) (laughs) my hot take is that mike dies yeah, you think so? Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like he would be a good one. He would be a good one because he's never even been like in enough danger to even consider him dying. Mm-hmm. But he's got ties to like Nancy. Obviously, obviously, he's got ties to Eleven. Ties to Will. He's best friends with Will, who like yep. went through all that shit in season one. Yeah, which I think Will's like I saw a, a post that was like, you know, it all started with Will. It's probably all going to end with Will, especially with the way they ended the season with him like touching his neck and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like he's got a, a deep, deep connection to the to the upside down. So I uh, yeah. I think that Will's going to play a pretty crucial role in season five, and hopefully it involves a new haircut. <laughs> Because haircut's just awful. Because the haircut, it was, it was okay when he was a kid, but like now that the actor's grown up and he's like this hunky, like young man, that haircut is yeah. just atrocious. Apparently, <laughs> I saw him on Jimmy Fallon, whatever the actor's name is. Yeah, and apparently, apparently the director like did that, like gave him that same haircut in this season just to fuck with him really <laughs> yeah it's so apparently funny. he's like the Which, most if that's true that's amazing <laughs> it's so funny yeah because like even mike's haircut like he's kind of grown into it a bit like you can see where it works for for the time period but like right. will's mushroom cut is just <laughs> just awful <laughs> it's the worst um but speaking about the best so that scene with eddie and name unknown yeah what the heck hun hands no what is it the kid frick what's his name Mm. i keep wanting to say hudson this is great podcast material eddie munson oh that's eddie munson is the, the guy what the heck yeah. is what's yeah. the what's the little kid? 
Henderson. Henderson. Dustin. Yeah. Dustin, yeah, Dustin Henderson. Henderson. You're right. Yeah. Gosh. That was tough. Dusty. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, that scene with uh, those two and Eddie playing master puppets on top of the trailer might be one of the greatest scenes in television history. <laughs> I know. It's so epic. <laughs> that got me so amped. Yeah. I was so pumped. Yeah. And just because you don't expect like a master puppet song to be played. No. Be cool. So yeah, um, there's our breaking news. Metallica is popular again. <laughs> As if they needed more record sales. We have two album announcements. There are two pretty big ones too. Um, I think I talked about this one uh in a couple episodes ago okay um but we just we finally have confirmation um and that is the new album from revocation has officially been announced it is called nether heaven it is coming out on september 9th they released a single and music video for the lead single called diabolical majesty (laughs) it's um wonder what it's about it's super good. Actually, I know what it's about. They oh, did some sort of uh, the guitar player and main writer did a little post about what it's about. And when I when I when I saw what it was about and read the lyrics, it's kind of interesting. Um, where was it? Shoot, I'm not going to be able to find it, am I? This is a really fun podcast we're having today. It's great. Stranger Things and no music. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's regarding something about um, these, like, it's, like, based off true events, like, way back in the day. And it's, like, about these couple of groups or something, and the one group was trying to push christianity on another group and they this other group was like revolting against them yeah something along those lines okay cool yeah um the lead single is insanely good in my opinion the drumming at the beginning oh my word it's just like how very cool song um and we got a second single and new album announcement from parkway drive so i think we talked about glitch i think glitch is is it in our list this week or from Uh, before it might be in the list this week i again i'm behind i caught up on more singles this week but i didn't finish them it's not in our list this week oh but i remember seeing it somewhere where did i see it that's okay We, we have talked about it yeah um so yeah parkway drive announced their new album it's called darker still and it also releases on september 9th the new single is called the greatest fear and it is also very good it's also very different from the first single and they come back to back from each other on the album so that'll be interesting that'll be cool yeah 
and the one final thing that as of this morning was released. Do, do you know what this is? Did you see it? No. We have a new single from one of the greatest bands on the planet right now. Do we? We do. We have a new single from Era. Oh. It is called Pull from the Ghost. Pull from the Ghost. I have read some comments and I also have a comment from our friend Spencer and apparently it is insane. Well, I'm adding it to our list for next week. So yeah, apparently they have topped themselves again. I didn't even know it was possible. While you're adding things to the list, can you add the cover of running up that hill by Knight Rider? Slash Affiance. Yeah. Uh, do they spell it like uh, like a knight in shining armor or like the nighttime? No, it's like nighttime and then rider is a second word. Okay. Good luck trying to find it on Apple Music. It took me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, I hope they know that forever they will be known as like, oh, Knight Rider, formerly Affiance. Like that's how I'm always going to refer to them now. Well, because they they created such a momentum with Affiance. I'm really curious as to why they rebranded. Me too. I should reach out to all of them and see Mm -hmm. if one of them would come on. Yeah. Because, like, that is actually in the realm of possibility because, like, hopefully they're not listening, but, like, they're not that big. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not big enough that they would, like, need a separate publicist to be like, oh, well... We only care about how many followers you have. Yeah. It's like they might actually. I'll do it. Why not? What do I yeah. have to lose? Worst they say is no. Exactly. Uh, so that's it. Those are the two two big album releases. And a big single from Era. So I'm excited about that. Cool. 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 Um, you sent me, you emailed me a list earlier this morning and it was a list of all the albums that you have not listened to yet or not caught up on and you want me to tell you if they're worth listening to or not correct yeah do you these are to all... do that now or at the end of the show yeah let's do that now it's this is for those listeners this is like a recap basically of the honorable mentions for this year yeah. it's missing a few because i was i did have a, a few of the early ones i was caught up on but uh this will be a good recap on everything that wasn't formally rated yes so i will give you the ones that i think are worth listening to um i think i'll i'll try and keep it to 10 but if i go over we'll just revamp the list real quick to bring it down to 10 sure sure unless it's like 11 or 12 but like 10 ish um, yeah sounds good Starting from the top in no particular order, I would say first off worth listening to would be Belmont with the Aftermath album. Belmont, how far? Oh, how far down are they? Oh, they're there. Found them. Pretty quick after Dream Theater. Believe it or not. I mean, it's the demos. You don't need yeah. to listen to the demos. 
No. <clears throat> um, next would be Distinguisher, that Under the Weight of the Things That Could Not Change EP. Okay. Next would be Port Noir. Yeah. With cuts. Next would be... I keep laughing at the mammoth meat weed wizard bastard. That's not <laughs> that's not on the list, but okay. Um, the next one and possibly the mo- most important one, arguably, would be post profit. Okay. The next one would be uh, Grey Haven. This bright and beautiful world. Uh, the next one would be drugs, actually. We talked about that one not too long ago. Okay. Uh, and then right below that, also vagrants. Okay. Uh, the next one would be cliff diver, for sure. That was in my spoiler. More spoilers. That was in my top 25 releases of the year so okay. far. Next one would be the Oklahoma kid. Next one would be Mood Ring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you should give that Raptors one a listen, just because of how much it reminded me of Alter Bridge, but like in a good way. Okay. Um, Evergrey would be next. And then cave in for sure. This is this one you get four in a row here, Kyle. Sweet. Okay. Cave in, moon tooth, static dress, and creator all definitely worth listening to. Okay. Creator is the one. Uh, Nick was listening to that one yesterday, the Creator album, and he's like not a thrash metal fan. Like he doesn't really like Metallica and Megadeth and all them. Right. But he was like, I love this album, and I said yes. I stand by my statement that it's arguably the best thrash metal album that's been released in the last 10 years. Sweet. And then after that, oh boy, how many are we at right now? Um, 16. <laughs> Just 16? go to 20. Yeah, yeah, go to 20 though. That's fine. Okay, that's that works perfect because I'll have twenty. Uh, next one would be red-handed denial. Yeah, and then uh, Nova Twins. Uh huh. And Vatican. Uh huh. And the Icarus plan. Okay, so the final tally is indeed twenty. Twenty. Good lord. Yeah, that's okay. Well, the good that's... news is, is, is you have till December. Yeah. Well, and then I just got to keep up on the honorable mentions from here on out. Um, yeah, because there's a few honorable mentions from this week. I haven't even listened to them yet, though. Yeah, there was like uh, Greg Pusciato from Dillinger. There was, we're doing this out of order, but who cares? 
There was the uh, Bleeding Through, but that's just a little three-song EP. There was Tang, but that's just a four-song EP. There's uh, Municipal Waste, which I haven't heard yet, but that was the one that I was like, kind of sounds Ride the Lightning-y. And then the one that I'm... These are the four... uh, Here's what's spinning 42 honorable mentions? Yeah. Oh, you're going too fast. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Start again, please. Okay, in no particular order. <laughs> um, oh man, now I've lost my list. This is great listening. <laughs> Are y'all having fun out there? <laughs> hey, the stampede started today. Yeah, I it heard. Did. Yeah, it did. Are you pumped? Are you going? No, <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm a local. I don't go to stampede. Um, say that say that to Royden. Yeah, I know. He loves the stampede. Uh Greg Pusciato, Mirror Cell is the name of the album. Okay. Is one honorable mention. Uh the other one is the uh Bleeding Through Rage EP. You remember Bleeding Through? I do remember Bleeding Through. You liked them in the past, did you not? I did. Yeah, uh, rage. I heard them for this first time open for Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, that'd be good. And uh, I, it was at Mac Hall, and I joined the Circle Pit, and I tripped and like smashed my elbow, elbow, and like had this weird like asthma panic attack thing, and like you know, like I remember that. Yeah, that was bleeding through. I don't think I was. Th- I might have been there. I know I was there with Zach and like someone picked me up out of the mosh pit and like, or the circle pit rather. I like walked over to the wall and like sat against the wall for like 20 minutes and kind of recovered. I don't know what happened, but it was, it was a weird experience. Was that with the, was that, that was when Avenge was playing with the Rev, but was that right after the, was that right after City of Evil album or the self-titled album? I think it was after the self-titled album. Because that was when I really started getting into Avenged Sevenfold. Like, I knew about them before that. But they did have, like, the big flying bat on stage. Because I remember we saw their, um, their like, live album or live DVD, the, the live in the LBC. Yeah. I remember we, like, saw that show, but in Calgary. Like, that that's same right. set list. Yeah, that's right. That was right after the self-titled album. So it was that show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was the time at Taste of Chaos then with like Atreyu and Bullet for My Valentine? Was that uh, before then? Was the Revit that one? I thought that was the one where Mike Portnoy was playing with them. No, that was with Disturbed. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Three Days Grace. <laughs> right. So weird. <laughs> I think I've seen Event Sevenfold with every drummer they've ever had. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them with their newest one yet. And he's, well, he's not better than the Rev, let's be honest, but he's easily the best drummer they've had since him. Yeah. Easily, in my opinion. Because, yeah, I saw them with the Rev twice. I saw them with Mike Portnoy once. I saw them with the drum tech once, like the ex-drum tech. And then did you see them with Aaron Iljay, the, like, Hail to the King drummer? I don't think so. Hmm. I did. It was okay. Yeah. And then I saw them with their new drummer when they opened for Metallica and Gojira. Oh, okay. Cool. 
I'm on hard Avenged Sevenfold Watch. Okay, we're going on a tangent, but I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm on hard Avenged Sevenfold Watch because one, they have like it was way back in the day where M Shadows was like, we want to have an album released before we start doing like festival shows. Mm-hmm. And that's like coming up in September. Mm-hmm. So like we're getting pretty close, but they haven't announced anything yet. They also started a new podcast, which I wish more bands would do, but it's called tracks and they're going, they're like picking certain, certain songs. And it's like all the members are on and they're like doing pretty heavy deep dives into what went into like every, those songs in particular. That's super cool. Like the one I was just listening to one the other day, the one for trashed and scattered off city of evil. Yeah. It was like two hours and 20 minutes long. Holy. Like that's how in depth they go. That's super cool. Super cool. So, and then listening to that, they did one about the, about the song, the stage. And it made me go back and listen to the stage. And I was like, realizing just how good that album is it's yeah it is it makes me very excited to hear what they sound like now Mm -hmm. because they've been going through a huge evolution and i'm not sure that that album was their final form no i like them a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah talk about like a like if we talk about like character arcs like think about their very early works to where they are now and like everything that happened in between and it's like holy smokes that is an evolution of a band if i've ever seen one yeah yeah and one could argue they're like kind of at the top of their game right now okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Next. other honorable mention <laughs> back on track is um the artist municipal waste with the album electrified brain that was the Ride the Lightning sounding E one. Uh, and the last one is the band Overthrown. That is all, that's all one word. Okay. With their album, The Path of Destruction. That was the one that when we were recording last week, I was, was kind of seeing some rumblings of people saying that this is like potentially the metal album of the year. Uh, I have listened to it twice. I've listened to this one more than some of the albums on our list this week. Wow. And it is, I can't go that far yet, but it is very, very, very good. It's a, it's really unique that especially the first song, the ending of the first song just hooked my ear holes. Very, very nice. <laughs> very nice. So those are the honorable mentions. Good stuff. Album ratings. I think I'll just nominate you to go first because I don't remember the order at all. Okay. Okay. We have five, correct? Yes, five. And it's normal. It is normal. I'll say that this this week had a very clear for me uh, uh, out, outlier, and the rest of them were kind of very meh clear outlier in a good way in a good way yeah yeah for me there is a one yeah for me there's one clear outlier that was number one there's one clear one that was the worst one for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was one that i still don't know how i feel about it and there was one that kind of let me down 
because <laughs> I like because I liked the singles a lot. Yeah, and the the album itself got like a decent rating. Mm-hmm. It fell just under twenty five, but the the repeatability score and just like the just the overallness of the album was kind of disappointing. So yeah. that's that's my preview. Okay. Okay. Um. So, are you ready to go? Hit me with it. Okay. My least favorite album. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I think so. Like I say, the the rest of these albums for me all fall below twenty four, but they're all within two points of each other. So this is kind of a weird kind of. It just it just is. So my least favorite okay. album was the artist Haunt with the album Windows of Your Heart. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, another fun fact about all five albums this week is they are all out of the USA. There's not one that's oh. not American. We're not doing good at the featuring one Canadian band. No, that's okay. I So I, when I noticed that, I actually went, uh, there was uh, two local artists that played in Edmonton last night that are kind of making their way up through the indie, indie channels. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. them at the end. Great. Uh, so this band is out of Fresno, California in the mm-hmm. US. Um, and I thought that it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that the like for me, the hooks and like the writing, like it was catchy, but the rest of it just didn't live up to it. Like whoever did the writing did a good job, but not yep. instruments or vocals or production. <laughs> yeah, I think they are again, I think they're purposely kind of sounding old school. Yeah. Um, they also just release so many albums. This band has only been active since 2018. Mm-hmm. And they released an album in 2018, an album in 2019. They released three albums in 2020 and th- two albums in 2021 and then one this year. Good Lord. So they're like really the quantity over quality type. Players. Yeah, kind of like King Gizzard and... Weezer. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, they're an, they're an interesting sounding band. Yeah. Um what did you give the vocalizers? 3.2. I gave 3. Okay. Uh guitar I gave 3.9. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, I gave 3.4. Okay. Yeah, they uh there was some cool stuff there. Like it was hidden because you couldn't hear it, mm. but it was it was cool. So I <laughs> so I gave it a little higher. Uh drums I gave it 3.5 though. They were kind of boring. Yeah, I gave drums 3.3, so a little less. Yeah. Uh writing was the highest score with 4.2. Yeah, same with uh it was the my highest score too, but I gave 3.8. Okay. Uh production I gave it 3.4. 3.5. Yeah. And repeatability, I gave it 3.6. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like I said, I did find it catchy. I gave it two. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, I just wasn't into it. And I like their first album, Burst into Flame, like a thousand times more than this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't heard that. Uh, yeah. All of my repeatability scores actually are over three this week because I did find it a very catchy week, but it was an enjoyable listening. But, uh, uh, my I don't final understand sc- your repeatability scores. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. It's it's our wild card score. I, I still have PTSD <laughs> from Alexis on fire. 
Uh, my final score for this album was oh. 21.8. What happened? Did you hear that? No. Oh, there's some craziness going on outside. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, 21.8. Yeah, mine was an even 19. Okay. Below 20. Yeah, that's pretty. That's yeah, I rough. just, I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, fair enough. I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but like it, it didn't do much. It didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're number four. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to go. See, this, this is one of the weeks that my scores aren't going to exactly match my order, but just in terms of like enjoyable listening, I'm going to yes. go, I'm going to go with, um, Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go with the artist satire with the album totem mm, okay uh, they're out of atlanta georgia atlanta, um georgia yeah i i like this album i just didn't feel like it was quite refined enough i feel like it was still a pretty raw version of the songs i feel like they could have spent some more time with it which is interesting that you say that because this is their debut album oh okay well that then maybe i'll cut them some slack on that i kind of assumed that they were a little older yeah, there's parts of it where it sounds like, oh, sorry, this is their sophomore album. I lied. Oh, okay. They came out with an album in 2020. Um, I got some really heavy, um, it kind of felt like a mix between like, like monumency and like Dance Gavin Dance. Mm-hmm. But like obviously quite heavier than dance game and dance yeah and the singing actually reminded me of an old local band they're not a- around anymore but from calgary they're called uh valet um oh, yeah, the singing kind about of, them yeah the singing reminded me of them a lot yeah um yeah i got some pretty heavy monuments vibes like i like i thought i was listening to them at some point <laughs> yeah fair which is not necessarily a bad thing because like the guy does the guy did give me like some little flares of like Andy Sizzik, but obviously just not nearly as good, but no, that's right. Yeah. Interesting. Then that it's a sophomore album, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall I, I, I enjoyed it though. It's some, some definitely some interesting stuff happening in this album. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I guess, uh, vocals, I gave a 3.8. I gave 4.1. Okay. Okay. Uh, guitars, I gave a 4.2. Uh, I gave 4.4. Okay. Drums, I gave 4.3. Uh, 4.2. Okay. Uh, writing, I gave a 3.8. Um, I gave an even 4. Okay. Uh, production, I gave a 3.6. Interesting. This is a disparity. Okay. Uh, I gave well. I gave four point two. That's like point six points higher. Yeah, um, that's that's significant. I uh, I just found it was pretty muddy. Like I say, it was part of the refined feeling for me. Like I thought mm. that the writing and production could have been scored a lot higher if there had been more time spent with it. And I don't know how much time they spent with it or who they used or what. So I'm purely mm-hmm. purely giving you a hot take. But uh, yeah, I just felt like it wasn't. It was close, but it just I didn't feel like it was done. Fair enough. Yeah. It was a little muddy. I think the only reason why I gave it 4.2 is because there was a lot of like 
use of different instruments going on. That's and true. I yeah. could at least pick them all out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at points. So that That's was the only reason why. Uh, repeatability was a 3.7 for me. Yeah, mine was a three. Okay, okay. Uh, so overall, my <laughs> score was 23.4. <laughs> yeah, mine was 23.9. This This was the album that I was from the singles I was a little disappointed in right but still scored decently high um so that was number four for you yeah do you want to know where that fell for me I think that fell number three for you yes yeah correct sir and I think that my number three was your number four if I was to guess well we'll find out won't we yes we will that would be the artist Shinedown with the album Planet Zero. Yeah. Yeah. This album is long. It is really long. Um, but I thought that it was well put together and like it is catchy. Uh, dead score less than satire. Satire? Oh, satire? Yeah. Satire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just uh, I enjoyed listening to it a little bit more. So uh, that's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Yeah, this album is is very interestingly laid out because it it um like when you get into it, you're like, oh man, a twenty song album like this is a marathon. But then it's only forty nine minutes long. Mm-hmm. But I think it that feels longer. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of repetition, which is part of mm-hmm. the problem, and that is reflected for me in the. Um, or is that part of the concept? Because it is a concept album. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the whole like um like that album artwork. If you are looking at it, I can be. Um, like it plays with the whole like, uh, like dark and light aspects of the world. Oh, okay. It's okay. kind of like <laughs> if you want to harken back to Stranger Things, like not so much like upside down type stuff, but it's like talking about two like two different versions of like people on the world. And there's like the dark side and the light side kind of thing. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of that makes sense because they've got all those little interlude type things which are pretty common mm-hmm. on on uh concept albums. Yeah. Uh okay. I gave uh vocals a 3.6. Yeah, I gave 3.5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were just shine down vocals, they weren't new. Yep. Uh guitar gave 3.9. Uh 3.7 for me. Okay, I give drums a 3.7. <clears throat> I gave drums 3.8. Okay, okay. Uh writing, I gave a 3.6. Yeah, this is where see I gave writing a 4.2 just because yeah, the like the music part of it like didn't really grab my attention so much. But there's quite a few like catchy little hooks in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah, the album how it was laid out was interesting just cuz like it was also kind of predictable too where like anytime they would have like a slow 
ballad or like a slower song mm-hmm. or an interlude, it would always go into like something more heavy. Right. <clears throat> but I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, was good. 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 Um, I didn't actually treat it like a concept album either. I didn't quite realize that. So um, it makes sense now that we're talking about it, but uh, <laughs> it might have scored higher if it was, if I had known that or considered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, production, I gave a 4.5. Yeah, I gave a 4.4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really well produced, which is kind of typical. Anything out of Roadrunner is kind of mm-hmm. has that has that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and repeatability, I gave a 3.8. Yeah, I gave 2.5 for repeatability. Yeah, I, I did like it. Like I say, I, fo- I found it catchy at times. I th- I think something that I've been integrating into my repeatability scores is I've been thinking of, of uh, like I've been kind of putting it up against other albums mm. and like whenever a band comes out with a new song, like it, it sometimes makes me want to go back and listen to some of their other stuff. Yeah. And like, I would listen to, I would listen to like their first, like their first couple, like us and them, and especially the sound of madness way more than I would go back and listen to this new one again. That's a pretty cool idea. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Cause I, I, I feel like it's a little important to think of how it stacks up against the rest of their discography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why it got kind of low. Cause I was like, there was some good stuff in here, but like, if it made me want to go listen to shine down again, I'd be listening to some of those older ones rather than this one. Right. Um, we're going to have to pause. I got to go sign for a thing. Okay. Uh, but I'll give you my final score. Actually, my final score was 23.1. My final score was 22.1. Okay. Okay. Um, I will be back in momento. Insert ad break here. Yeah. <laughs> The Adam McCall Podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information with their local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. All right, we are back. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I realized while you were gone that I had my microphone on the bi-directional the entire time. Oh, I didn't even notice. So... If I sound worse or better, this is why. (laughs) Okay. You're number Number, two. Number two. This one is actually tied with satire. Um, These guys are out of South Bend, Indiana. They are the artist Umphreys McGee with the album Asking for a Friend. Asking for a Friend. Um, This band does not sound like they're from the States. (laughs) <laughs> no they don't and uh yeah i don't know i i know you really like them i just didn't find it that 
exciting. I found it hard to listen to. Or not hard to listen to, but like I just kept my mind would wander. They didn't keep me engaged. Interesting. But it made it all the way to number two. Like I say, number two through five were all basically tied. Hmm. Except, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. Two through four were basically tied. Okay. Haunt, okay. Haunt, Haunt was a clear last. Umphreys McGee, Satire, and Shinedown were basically, I just put them in an order because they have to be in an order. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Hit me with it. Okay. Uh, vocals, I gave it four. Uh, yeah, I gave 4.1. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guitars, yeah. I gave 4.1. Uh, I gave an even four for guitars. Okay. Drums, I gave 3.8. Uh, I also gave an even four for guitars. I gave for, but for drums? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> I know you gave a four for guitars. You already said that. <laughs> yeah. Drums got the same. Okay, there, cool. There you yeah. go. Nice. Uh, writing, I gave a four. Uh, 4.3 for me. Okay. Uh, production, I gave a 4.5. Uh, same, actually. Produced very well. Yeah. Um, and repeatability, I gave a three. Uh, I also, I gave it, what did I give? 2.5. Okay. Yeah. Again, like I, I really like, I, I basically only really like one album from these guys. And that was the album I showed you guys. Right. The It's Not Me. Right. Album. And I haven't really, like they have such a huge back catalog. And I've never dove into the back catalog because I really only liked that one album. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, this one was like pretty good, but like didn't in my opinion, stack up to what that one album is for me. Right. Uh, so this was your number two as well, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 23.4 was my final score. Me too. Which was, yeah, point four points lower than satire. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it tied satire for me, but... um yeah, it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, overall, like I say, overall this week was an enjoyable listen. Like I did uh, really like everything. Um, Great. I this last album though, I kept kept going back to it. I was like, I got to listen to the rest of these albums. I'm like, but I don't want to because I want to listen to this some more. Yeah, I only I only kind of had the chance to listen to this album like twice. Oh, because um, I listened to a lot more honorable mentions. Yes, that's right. And I kind of got hooked also on that Overthrown record. Oh, did you? Yeah. But, um, man, yeah, there's so much in here like, and so much good things. Yeah, I can't get over it. This is, this is the album Antimai from the band The Deer Hunter. Which, yes. What a crazy... A crazy change from the Indigo Child that we reviewed last year. <laughs> I'm kidding. That also kind of just showcases the band, right? Um, like their 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 whole like their five album act series is yep. like 
you could argue it's some of the best progressive, like modern day progressive rock that's out there. Um, and this kind of harkened back to that. Right. Yeah. So if you're a fan of this, I know you have so many albums to listen to. If you're a fan of this, if you have any time to listen to any of their act series, especially three. Yeah. It's It's so good. Okay, cool. I'll have to. Their act series, like act one through five is like a full like concept story. That's between the five of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's so hard to describe this album, uh, cause there's so much mm-hmm. in here and so much different types of approaches to writing music. Like I just, it was, it was a lot to handle and I listened to it. Like, I think I listened to it five times. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I want to get, uh, I really want to get more into it because mm. I, it's yeah, there's, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there. Um, these guys are out of Providence on Rhode Island, which I think is our first band out of Rhode Island since we started doing this. Yeah, we should try and get. We should try and listen to a band from every state. I think that that would be possible. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Um, so vocals, I gave a four point two. Uh, four point three for me. Okay. Uh, guitar I gave a 4.6 guitar and instruments I should say um, yeah uh, I gave 4.5 okay uh, drums I gave a 4.2 4.4 uh, 4 for me okay 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 uh, writing I gave a 4.8 yes same yeah I really liked how the album was laid out mm-hmm. um, I want to dive into the lyrics more yeah I kind of want to know why they uh, go like backwards backwards (laughs) yes they go ring eight through ring one which i have to believe that maybe these are like i don't know if they created the concept of these rings or maybe it's a ring out of another folklore or something yeah i don't know like are you are you uh, alluding to that could be about lord of the rings no no i'm i'm alluding to it being like um another story like dante's uh levels of hell but maybe it's a different oh. type of folklore where there's different rings because if you look like there's like the poverty the industry low town middle class patrol luxury nature and tower like it's literally like a society yeah but why is poverty at the top well because it'd be like the first ring like if you're trying to travel to the highest rings of society you'd have mm. to go through poverty and through all these different things interesting that that's what I've interpreted, but I could be totally wrong. Like I say, these are all hot takes for me. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to dive into the lyrics. They, this band's concepts are just so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the Act series is so good, and they also have an entire album called that I totally forgot about till now that I'm going to go back and listen to. Um, it's called the the Color Spectrum, and it was okay. originally released as like two and three song EPs. Oh yeah. But they would just, they just released like an EP called like black and made it and made like songs that sounded like that evoked the color black or that. And they, oh, so they did like, you talked to me about this at some point. Yeah. So they did yellow, white, violet, red, orange, <laughs> indigo, green, blue, 
and black. So they released those all separately. This was all in 2011, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then they decided to put it all together. It's on Apple Music as the color spectrum, the complete collection. It's like 36 songs, two and a half hours long, and it goes through. Just it's like it literally starts by like making you feel super happy, and then like melancholy, and then like all it makes you feel all of those things. It's wild. That is wild. I like the compilation album artwork as well. They've taken like slices of each of those albums and put them all together. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, let's move on to production because it was also very good. And I gave it a 4.8. Uh, 4.7 for moi. Mm-hmm. And repeatability, I gave it a 4.5. Me too. Okay, so my final score was 27.1. Oh, we almost had dead even on this one. Yeah. Mine was 27.2. <gasps> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, overall, if you've got a hankering, go and listen to this album. It is just spectacular. Yeah, talk about night and day between their last release and this release. <laughs> yeah, I think Indigo was one of the lowest rated albums of last year. I think so. Yep. And this is probably one of the highest ratings of the rated albums of this year. Yeah. Part of me wants to do like, we don't have to go like crazy, but like part of me at the end of the year wants to do like the five worst albums of the year <laughs> just to see what it is. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty funny. I think we've got Skillet for sure. Well, I don't think anything's worse than that one this year. No, I think three days grace is in there yeah gray days is in there for me yep i wonder ascending yeah yeah right right now skillet third secret liam gallagher oh yeah third secret oh these are yours yeah and psalm somehow ooh isn't in there oh because the instruments on ooh made up for it Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one's basically unlistenable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. That'll be fun. Anyway, that's our uh, top five this week. That was a good top five. We were pretty... Pretty in sync, yeah. Pretty much even. Yep. Cool. Uh, singles. Yeah, Why don't I- you just start with the ones that you've listened to yeah let's do that uh the inflame song state of slow decay uh-huh wow you said that this might be like one of their best songs that they've released in quite some time yes in, in a long time yeah it's so good i cannot wait are they do they have an album announcement not yet no because they announced might... a, they did it weird because they announced a new this new single and a tour mm. which i also wish like they're not coming to vancouver and like the this tour i was like holy frick i wish they were coming to vancouver because i would go um that bill is uh in flames fit for an autopsy in orbit culture <laughs> what a heavy hitting bill Oh my god, that sounds so good. But I'm sure that means there's got to be an album coming 
and they've announced a tour. So there's, there's gotta be something, but no news yet. Okay. Well, I guess we'll keep tabs on that. Um, The next two, I'm going to kind of lump together. They're fairly different, but I like them both the same. They're a little heavier than I typically listen to, but that is uh, Nihilus uh, from the artist Carcosa uh-huh. and Reaper by the artist Fit for a King. The artist. <laughs> the artist. <laughs> um, uh, I really enjoyed both these singles, actually. Yeah, like Carcosa surprised me because that genre typically doesn't grab me, but uh, I was right into it. And and Fit for a King, like I say, it's on the heavier side of what I do listen to, so I wasn't surprised that I liked it, but it was both these were really well put together songs. Well, this is the heaviest I've ever heard Fit for a King sound. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Like, they went full on deathcore at the end of that song. Uh, and I, I, don't loved, I loved every second of it. Oh yeah, I just skipped to the end of it and I totally forgot about this part. <laughs> How do you forget about that part? That's like the <laughs> it's like the climax of the song, but at the end. Because my brain is so full of things these days that I'm having trouble with there. lots of memories. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. We've got the artist the Mars Volta with the song Black Light Shine. What did you think of this song? Uh, it's very different for them. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a product of a song that went a lot that went along with the music video a lot better than how it goes just by itself. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And Mars Volta again has always been an album band. Like they're another one that deals with like big grand concepts. Mm-hmm. So again, there's no album announcement yet from them, but the single. The, as a standalone single, it was kind of like, meh, I wonder how it would sit within an album. And I bet you it would probably be better. Yeah, the song was only two and a, or three minutes long. And I actually thought, like when I was listening to it, I kept looking at it. I was like, why is it taking so long? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot longer than the uh, new Ocean's 8 Alaska single. Oh, yeah? God. I was so excited and so let down. It's oh, it's like a bad. minute. It's like a minute and twenty seconds long. Is that can that even be considered a song? What's the equi EP? The EP equivalent for of a like song? song? Yeah. I don't know. Like I've heard intro, like s- instrumental intros to albums that are longer than this Ocean's Eight Alaska single. That's and so better. interesting. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, and the last one I listened to, actually, I shouldn't say that. The last, the the last single I listened to, hint hint, is <laughs> uh, "Patient Number Nine by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, dang! I wanted you to listen to the Megadeth song. Have, oh, that was opinions. like it's next on my list, so I was so close. <laughs> um, what did you think of Ozzy? I thought that he sounded good. I thought that some of the music sounded big but it wasn't like that great i thought that this song was way too long yeah i agree it felt long it's seven and a half minutes long yeah it's way too long Fair enough. <laughs> this, this song like they got the point across by minute two and a half so like this could have been a four minute song and been comfortable yep 
um, before you move on to what I know you're moving on to, I really liked the Megadeth single, like <laughs> yeah. really liked it. And I don't like them. <laughs> like okay. I'm, I've never been a huge Megadeth fan. Yeah. Um, like some of those classic albums, of course, like I listen to and they're good, like peace sells, but who's buying kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm sure like Dave Mustaine puts like, I wonder what studio tricks he's using for his voice, but like he sounds really good. Has he, and, is that even a thing you can say about Dave Mustaine? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. He just like, but it like, you know how sometimes, okay, well, Ozzy Osbourne's a perfect example where it's like, you know, that, you know, that clearly like Ozzy is using something on his voice in the studio. Cause he just can't sing as well as he used to. Yeah. But like he you can, can barely you, speak, but you can like really hear it. Yep. Dave Mustaine, unless he just like really worked on his voice. Cause like he's coming back from, from cancer. Right. Remember unless he like really like worked on his voice, he, his voice sounds better on this song than I remember, but you can't like, to me, to the naked ear, I couldn't hear like some really heavy, like studio effects or tricks on his voice. It just kind of sounded raw and good. Right. And the actual, like, yeah, the like production of it was good. The guitar like playing and solo again, I've never been like a huge Dave Mustaine fan, but like the guitar solo, I was just like, shit, this is, it's really good. And then I was seeing that there's a lot of like hardcore mega death fans that are saying that this song is like one of their best they've done in a long time. And it kind of reminds them of stuff that would come out in the eighties. And it kind of gave me that feel I'm here for it. I'm into it. I'm actually like, Somewhat excited to listen to this album now. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. I'll have to check it out. I'll put it. I say that I will put it in my singles for next week. Uh-huh. Uh, so the last. And Lorna goal, Shore. You have to put Megadeth and Lorna Shore. Yeah, I will. Um, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, uh, the last Fringle I wanted to talk about was. <laughs> spirit box i saw that online and i just i can't stop saying it because it's so funny Fair enough. um it was so good like what are they doing that's so right <laughs> <laughs> like i can't actually put my finger on it but it's I just know. this is so different from the whole eternal blue album yeah and so good still they like, can't miss no yeah, it was like like that rotoscope, this the song is like very like is kind of like dancey industrial sounding. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of sounded like industrial, but like it was like a disco beat. Totally. In there. Which is so bizarre. Like I wasn't expecting it, but it just it worked. It worked. And then I liked kind of how they did it because like sometimes you can kind of predict like how a song might go and it was like 
it was like a verse and then like a super catchy chorus and then back to a verse. And then I was like, Oh, there's going to be another catchy chorus here. But then instead of a catchy chorus, she just like, they burst into this like super heavy, like second verse or pre-chorus where the, she's like screaming. And I was just like, Rick, this is so good. Yep. I'm totally with you on that. And then that middle song was like a little slower. Mm-hmm. But obviously really good because she can sing anything. She can do anything she wants to. And then the last song, again, just like super well laid out. And then that freaking breakdown at the end. I know. Oh. Very good. Pringle from spirit box i'm excited to continue to keep an eye on them and see what they're doing oh you'll yeah they'll be around they're they're just they're massive i want to see a concert where i don't know if this would work but i want to see it and i want it to be i want to see lorna shore open up for spirit box or spirit box (laughs) headlines yeah That'd be a, an interesting. I saw a video of Lorna Shore playing live mm-hmm. at this uh, festival that they were at. And they were like pretty low on the bill. There was quite a crowd from them. So I think that just goes to show you the effect they're having. And they sounded very good live. Like they... Um, it like holds up to how they sound on an album. So like they're, whoever's doing their production of their sound, it's. They're doing a good job. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. So we have some singles for next week. Yeah. Um, also the last thing I want to do that I forgot to do after we rated the albums, I just wanted to feature a few Canadian artists. Oh yeah. The Canadians. Yeah. Don't forget the Canadians. Canadians. Um, so I heard about these two artists from my co- cousin-in-law, uh, uh-huh. da- David Landreth, who is the bass player and second singer and co-songwriter for the Bros Landreth. Right. Um, so they've got a uh, independent studio and they've got a management company as well. And so they are managing an artist called Field Guide and they are out of Manitoba. And they were put on the bill with an artist called JP Sachs, who's out of Toronto. And they played in Edmonton last night. So, yeah. So uh, they're both kind of got singer songwriter vibes, but they're kind of coming up through the ranks in like the indie singer songwriter type areas. Right. And, and so uh, a field guide, he uh, does a cover of a Coldplay song called, let me tell you in a second, because I forgot it since I listened to it this morning. Yellow. Yes, yellow. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. I just checked that out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Cool. Um, and overall, I'd say that these are great. Uh, they're great artists to listen to. They're great kind of background music, like where you'd put on singer-songwriter, like maybe cooking dinner if you want kind of a low-key night or, you know, chilling and reading a book. Like they kind of fit that vibe really well. So yep. go check them out. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, so real quick coming up next week for a little preview of the albums we have coming up. Um, 
Well, first of all, Monday is going to be the top 25 releases of the year so far. So far. With the special guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty interesting list from both of us, I would say. And then we have four albums that we're reviewing. Uh, Blind Channel. These are all brand new bands for me. Uh, Blind Channel, Cold, Cold Rain, Viagra Boys. And then, of course, we have a new album from Journey. So, yep. And I can uh, pretty much tell you what that's going to sound like. <laughs> the, the, I just want to mention, though, the new album from Blind Channel is called Lifestyles of the Sick and the Dangerous. Or Sick and Dangerous. And I think that that's really funny. Yeah. What's, funny... The, what's the song? Lifestyles, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Who sings that again? Those guys. Nope. Uh, The other ones. Uh, Good Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Same thing, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Same era, but like, yeah, super catchy rock. There you go. Um. Yeah, so we only have four albums next week. So maybe we check on, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we could throw in like one of the honorable mentions from that we just, that I need to catch up on. We could do that. Well, you just pick any of those 20 you want. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I'll put it on the list. Uh, I would definitely, I would highly recommend that Overthrown too, the one that came out this week. Let's do that one actually. Let's just throw Overthrown on there because that's not on my list of 20. Cool. And then, yeah, we have, um, a few singles that we'll talk about, which will be uh, good. I'm very curious to hear what you think of that Megadeth song. And then, yeah, Era. I am very excited for to hear that. I might listen to it right after we're done, actually, just with good headphones. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. And then, um, yeah, the Knight Rider, Fiance, running up that hill. I mean, they just, they do, they do cover so well. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna try and figure out why they did a um, why they did a rebrand. I think. Yeah, I'm be very curious to know. Yep. I'll reach out to them. See yep. what happens. Well, that does it for us. That is, here's the spinning number forty two, <clears throat> and uh, I was I kept thinking as we went on that Avenged Sevenfold tangent when they finally announced their new album, we we need to do like some sort of ranking yeah that's a good idea and i think that i'd be pretty confident in doing that because it's actually someone that is listened to on regular rotation yeah i think it'd be interesting instead of doing like uh like ranking their albums like maybe doing like top 25 songs oof that would be harder but still yep. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway um that does it for us this is here's what's spinning with kyle and adam uh like i said stay tuned uh as you're listening to this on monday july 11th will be the release of our top 25 releases of the year so far podcast with a special guest and uh, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking around for these long-ish episodes. Uh, keep listening to music. Keep uh, buying merch from local bands. Keep going to concerts. 
and keep listening to us. Yes. <laughs> and thanks for hanging out with us. Have a great day. <laughs>